Uncertainty is all around us right now, and it means many of us are looking for new ways to adapt when it comes to work and our day-to-day lives. So what strategies and skills can help us? I'm Hamish Coots, and you're listening to Talent Talks, brought to you by SEEK. There has to be an acknowledgement, whether it's COVID in a business or it's personal or done zero else, that some things in this life are bad and have bad consequences and there aren't solutions. Nigel Marsh is a management consultant, communication specialist, author and entrepreneur. He's also known for Fat, 40 and Fired, a memoir about falling off the hamster wheel and surviving. Nigel is speaking at this year's digital RCSA conference, Reform. Fitting for this fully digital approach, he and I connected on the line from one home office to another. Nigel shared his no-nonsense, entertaining outlook on why a clear purpose is so important for business and how recruiters can help candidates right now. He also shared his insights on the skills that can help people through uncertain times. So my guest today on Seek Talent Talks is an author and presenter. He's been CEO of some of the biggest advertising agencies on the country. He's the co-founder of Earth Hour. He has his own podcast even. Nigel Marsh, welcome and thank you for joining me. Absolute pleasure. I guess having a strong purpose is really important for organisations, especially in times of uncertainty. Could you explain how this can help navigate in these times of change at the moment? One of the byproducts of having a, a strong, clear purpose, which is, you know, good thing to have irrespective of COVID, but one of the, the good byproducts of it is it helps you cope better with change because you understand what business... Now, and this is really... I'm, I'm, I'm delighted you asked this. So I'll give you three examples. Uh, a bookshop, yep. okay? Bookshop. So, I mean, Dimmocks, I mean, but not Dimmocks, but just because it's a brand that people will know. If they think they are in the bookshop business, they're in for a world of pain when people can get books not in a bookshop. Yep. Yeah. Newspapers. Yep. If they think they are putting ink on paper to tell you the latest developments in the world, they're in a world of pain when you can from the internet. An advertising agency. If you think you're in the business of making television commercials, you're in a world of pain when people can promote things on social media and, and other mediums. In all of those cases, if you properly understood what your purpose was, the value that you created, as opposed to the method of delivery. So you go back to the bookshop and you go, ah, we provide interesting stories to customers. And we just happen to be doing it through bricks and mortar in shops, but now there's a different way of doing it. Who cares? It's the same business. If you understand your purpose, then the coping with change, whether it's COVID or it's the internet, doesn't matter, or the global financial crisis, you go, I understand the value I uh, deliver to people. So I'm the method of my delivery might have to change. And, and that's tactics, just you know, be a grown up, you know, dry your eyes and just get on with it, right? But it doesn't think, oh, I've got to pivot and change my purpose. No, 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 no. So, so, anyway, so it just helps you stay calm and focused on the main game rather than defending the method of delivery. So when I see senior business people going, oh gosh, people are always going to want to buy, pay. why are you defending newspapers? I know that you run one, but why don't you just be relaxed about it and go, I don't care how people access news. If they want it written on the top of curry lids, I'll print it on that if they want. I'm just going to provide the best news. And the same with bookshops, the same with persuasive community, and the same with recruitment. We'll touch on recruitment in a second. I'm interested. 
So Nigel, many organisations have had to shift to remote working. So what are your thoughts on this and what changes do you think we'll see in this space? People will pretend that they know and they don't know. But my personal opinion is this is an inflection moment where there will be some people who go, why am I commuting three hours a day to go to an office that I don't need to? And and there's been a survey in America done at the end of last month where it's 94% of people say that they're going to do more remote working um, after this is all over. So they're going to continue doing more. Um, But I, I think offices are very resilient. Humans like collecting in the same space. And so I don't think obviously, so it'll be a hybrid. So to any futurist who craps on about the office is dead, I think it's talking utter rubbish. Um, but companies need to prepare. And I think there's three things they, they should do. First is they should ask their employees what they think. So if you're the CEO of a large firm or a small firm, why don't take the trouble just to ask, hey guys, you know, what are you thinking afterwards? Because if they all say, we can't wait to get away from the bloody husband and kids and we want to come in, great you know what's going on but if they all say do you know what we really would love to go on to four days or three days then you know the second thing to do is legitimize give permission so if i'm the ceo i'm asking you what you want to do and you're second guessing what i actually want me (laughs) you go and don't worry tiffany or tarquin if you actually want to work more from home that's fine and then the third thing they should do and i bet you they aren't doing it is get on the front foot. Get your, you know, work out your insurance policy, your contracts, your buildings, your real estate deals. Is now, don't wait until it's all over and everyone comes back in and then go, oh gosh, you know, I wonder how long we've got on this building or, you know, what's the insurance policy for someone tripping over in their kitchen? You know, do it now. Get on it now when, when you've got some time. You touched on recruitment. What is their, what is their true purpose? <sighs> uh, I think, um, I mean, I thought you might ask me that, so I, I've thought about that and I think there are two things and and, and please I'm the amateur you guys are the experts there are two things that really really good uh, recruiters do is the good ones I think the two things one and 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 it's it's the bloody c word creativity and you go roll your eyes no 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 it's the really good ones they can help people genuinely where you go oh gosh I am a and whatever this person says he's an accountant or whatever he is and and actually look it's a bit like the purpose but personal purpose but be about personal skills and go no I look at you as a human being and I'm looking at you you and I haven't met but you look very nice and I go right okay so actually you're fabulous at interviewing and listening and and whatever and you think that therefore I need to get you lots of jobs in uh, online recruiting places because Seek have just fired you. But I'm here to tell you that you are a fabulous, humorous, you, you know, I, I, I get to know you properly. So actually, the, the list of skills that you, Hamish, have, mate, means that you could. And then I reel off, not some Pollyanna-ish, you know, President of the United States or but you go, actually, there's a whole bunch of industries, mate, that need what you do, Hamish. And you're very good at it. And I'll help you. And anyway, it's a genuine process of opening people's mind. You're not stuck in a rut. You know, Telstra have made you unemployed, so we're going to get you a job at Optus. Well, I mean, blind Freddy could do that. You don't really need to pay a commission to it. You go, you know, Telstra have made you redundant, and I'm going to get you a job at the Sydney Theatre Company. I mean, I'm making that up. I, I get really excited about that. I see people do that well. And you go, that's a really valuable, skillful thing that isn't just pinging CVs around. Um, the second thing that recruiters do, and it, this helped me in my own life, is they give their candidates, not, not if you are placing 
you know, Mark Zuckerberg, I mean, how, how hard can that be or whatever? But if you're somebody who's on hard times because of COVID or the GFC or, you know, someone who's like a, in a bit of a distress situation, oh, dear me, what do I do? Right? They give bravery and confidence in a realistic, proper, senior way. Say, mate, Hamish, you're great. You've done whatever, I mean, I don't know you, you've done 20 years at sea. You've got all this experience. You've met all these people. You'll be, we'll be fine. It may take us a while, you know, but we're going to get you the, you know, I'm really lucky to be working with you, Hamish, because you are a bloody diamond geezer and you're a great candidate. And you go, wow. So with the creativity and the bravery, and then you've got to do your real job, which is find out who the hell's hiring and all that stuff. Stay across the latest ideas and conversations about recruitment, HR, and the world of work. Subscribe or follow Seek Talent Talks today. And creativity and bravery are going to be two elements that I think are going to be the linchpins of people that come out of this period, however long it goes for, that are successful and perhaps open up new markets and grow the existing ones that they had That's right. across a range of industries. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of people, unfortunately, at the moment, no matter across a broad range of ages, that find themselves out of a job. And I would love you to talk through your experience to them, but also pass on some advice to some people who are very much going through, I guess, the initial stage of, I need to, I need to find work, but also many of them perhaps revisiting and looking at what their career path might be longer term. So, so I, reckon, I reckon there's four things. One, don't rush into the first thing. That was, well, I was going to say 99%. That was 100% of the advice I got from everybody. This is really, as if I didn't know it was serious, this is really serious. You have responsibilities. Holy moly, we need to get you back on the hamster wheel. That's the last thing you should do. So thing one, do not rush. You've been fired from Telstra and I've got you a gig at Optus. Let me think about that. Yeah? Second piece of advice is acceptance. There has to be an acknowledgement whether it's COVID in a business or it's personal and redundancy else, that some things in this life are bad and have bad consequences and there aren't solutions. So people in, in COVID will have lost income that will not be replaced. There will be, you know, this is terrible. I'm not happy about this. It's a nightmare, but people will lose their businesses and they won't be able to build them up again. The first step in solving any problem is an honest acceptance of the actual reality. Don't sugarcoat it. Just actually look at it. So one is don't rush. Two is acceptance. Three is pause and reflect. Now, in life, we so often don't because we're drinking out the fire hose of growing (laughs) revenue or whatever, or or we're ambitious or we've got young kids, and, and, and we slide into a life rather than decide into a life. There's a direct parallel personally to business-wise here. I call it the big four, death, disease, divorce, redundancy, can make you seriously reflect on your life. Okay. You go, you go hold on. So I'm, I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to talk about your business or, or whatever because I don't know it, but just pretend it's a re- recruiter. You go, God, something's happened that's a real disaster. We, 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 we thought we were going to earn, you know, 700 the, you know, the next quarter and we're now not going to, we're going to earn naught because it's all changed. And you go, but maybe this is the, the equivalent of the death, disease, divorce, redundancy to make you actually think about the type of business you're in and the type of business you want to be in, you know, to, to actually do the hard thinking about it beyond, oh, we're just running around because that's what we do. You know, it, it's, so, and then this is the, 
the key one, the fourth one, which is, oh, Hamish, this might be the best thing that's ever happened to you. If what happened to me at Fat 14 Vard hadn't happened to me, my life would have ch- turned out in a completely different and less beneficial way. I wouldn't have paused and thought about a whole bunch of stuff. That's a, you've got to be really sensitive in how and when you ever say that to anybody. Just consider, so just pretend you're in front of me, your life's in a mess and blah, blah. I've gone through the three things and then you, you trust me and you like me and I say, and Hamish, trust me, I've been through this myself. I'm not saying it will be, just consider the possibility that you're going to look back in a few years' time and go, wow. I'm actually glad that happened. Because, I mean, I'll make it up because I, 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 I got out of recruitment and opened the winery or I, I merged with that competitor or I, you know, blah, blah, blah. You go, and I wouldn't have done the hard yards and the thinking and the reflection if that didn't happen. Now, going through it now, it's horrible. You know, I, I thought my life was over, but it set me up. And, and interesting, as you were saying that, I sort of came back to creativity and bravery again. For the organisations, you sort of gave that example of a recruiter rethinking in these times, and I hate to use the word pivot, but but this is the kind of business we want to be and the opportunity we can. And and for those people, those individuals that are there, it, it takes bravery as well to acknowledge it, but creativity to actually think what their passions are and go forward and chase them. That's right. What about the personal skills that can really help people in these times as well? As they arrive at that position, I guess, of acknowledgement and, and getting there, what are some of the great skills that people have to help them through this? And perhaps if they don't have them, what they need to get to... to I guess, show a bit more resilience and actually deal with these times. So two things. One is composure. Within composure is things like resilience. Just don't panic. Composure. Yeah. Second thing, and this is, it's life transformative, is future focus. Ask the right questions. If the wheel of your car comes off on the highway and you have to pull over, (laughs) it's a disaster and you run back down the motorway to the hard shoulder to pick up the wheel and you like john cleese in 40 towers you kick it and shout at it and call it a stupid bloody tire so if you can ask this one question how can i make the best of this situation how are we going to make the best and just those two things hamish i mean mean, again intellectual humility in my life, if I'm talking to my sons and daughters, you go, those two things, you are 99% ahead of most people. Well, thanks for joining us on another remote episode. For more ideas and discussions on adapting and operating in challenging times, stay tuned for more upcoming episodes of Seek Talent Talks.